and welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast. So, as you can tell, I'm not Ray, I'm Matt, and with me today is Kiwi Rider editor Ben Wilkins. Say hello, Ben. Hello, Ben. <laughs> hey, what are we how doing are today? You? Well, yesterday we had dropped off the 2021, well, it might be 2022, uh, KTM 890 Adventure R, which we're going to go out on some of the gravel around the back of Lake Rotomar and uh, have a few of us ride it and have a chat about um, what what KTM's most extreme um, big adventure bike is. Well, not big because they've got a bigger one, but um, the most handleable, the, the one that Chris Birch makes do ridiculous things. So we'll do some less ridiculous things and report back what it's like for normal people. Yes, yeah, so we've all sort of had a sit on it um, so far. So with us today is also Doug, who's been on the podcast before. I'd say wave, Doug, but no one will see you. Um, and we've also got Greg, who's coming on at the uh, Mighty V-Strom 650 um, to have a good play as well. Um, but we've all sat on it, and um, I think everyone's got the same first impression. It's tall. It, it is very tall. I've got super long legs, and I, with my boots on, I can get my feet just flat nobody else can yeah i can get one foot down if i have the other foot on the foot peg um but i'm probably the shortest rider here by a decent stretch but um yeah that's tall let's find out more about it let's carry on Welcome back to Kiwi Rider Podcast. And, wow, we have moved on a little bit. We've ridden, how far would we have gone, Ben? About 20k or so? Not very far, but we've crammed a whole lot in. Yeah, I think we've done almost 50k's now. Yeah, bit, um, of, bit of everything, bit of seal, bit of, well, sand currently, and bit of gravel. So how is the 890 Adventure R going? Well, like you said, we, we did quite a bit of tar seal, and I can confirm that... Um, Traction control off um, on the seal. It's a feisty engine. It will slide out through corners on the seal. Um, the tires aren't particularly um, grippy for that, but then they're Carew 3s. They're not really meant for seal. <laughs> um, and on the gravel, uh, I turned the traction, the settings into off-road mode and off-road ABS, and the traction control now allows it to slide on the gravel, but as soon as it goes a bit too far, it, um, it definitely curtails it, which is a real nice feeling. Uh, so you've got that little bit of a safety net. And the ABS is working nicely. The, the front takes quite a while to kick in and the back is turned off completely, so you can do skids, which everyone loves to do. Um, everyone loves skids. Um, well, tell us about that skid you had uh, at, on the seal. What happened there? Because I came around the corner after hearing you and Doug yelling, woohoo, what was that? And uh, yeah, there was a wee bit of a skid mark you left. What, what did you do? Were you being a bit of a silly bugger? Yeah, just wheeling out of corners and um, <laughs> then uh, the, the back end let go a bit and slid and gripped. And I was like, oh yeah, she's a bit feisty, this thing. <laughs> so. Definitely looks feisty. Um, Doug, you've had a go on the seal. What's, what's your impression as the everyman rider coming off an Africa to win? <laughs> uh, it's got a nice riding position um, and it feels really light to ride. Um, yeah, it's quite enjoyable actually. Plenty of power. Feels like a dirt bike, eh? Hey? Yeah, it's definitely dirt bike orientated. Um, you definitely notice hopping off an Africa twin onto it that it feels a lot more nimble. So, <laughs> yeah, it's quite nice. Yeah, so what can you tell us about this uh, for those of us that haven't read the speak sheet lately, Ben? What is the 890 Adventure R? What makes it special? Well, 
it is a big dirt bike <laughs> rather than being a big adventure bike it's it's like it feels like a dirt bike that's on steroids so it you you're right up against the tank you're instead of it sitting in it you're sitting on it you're right up over the bars and it 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 seems to prefer being treated in that way like a dirt bike um it rides better rides more betterer <laughs> um so yeah it's it, it uh it, the the r model is the more extreme of the two adventures you've got the 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 890 adventure and the 890 adventure r so this is the much more off-road more serious adventure riding focused bike yeah it's got better suspension doesn't it you've got all sorts of adjustment at the front there yeah, and clickers got, i see well, this wonderful wp suspension that's got so many adjustments which I'm, I'm still only just starting to have a play with and uh yeah they can definitely take some big hits through bumps and over over stuff um well we've just been having a little play at the side of the road on a little four by four track and it's it's only just starting to feel like it you're starting to use it a little bit when you start going off road yeah uh, it I does feel quite wasted <laughs> on road so i think for, for a lot of people the standard adventure would be the better bike but if you're looking at proper four by four tracks and not just a bit of gravel then you definitely want to head this direction i think beautiful well i suppose we should carry on and continue testing out the adventure R and um try and come back with uh, a little bit more of an idea from the group for you so um catch us in a bit okie dokie if it sounds like we're out of breath breath <laughs> if it sounds like we're out of breath it is because we've just done a little bit of exercise um well we've been down to the shores of lake rotomar down the uh, little four-wheel drive access track we've all had to go on the 890 adventure now those of us with the license that's allowing us to do it sorry greg <laughs> and uh yeah what what do we think guys uh, i find it really nice to ride um, all of the modes work really well. The gravel off-road mode makes it so rideable on the gravel. Um, the power's nice and smooth early on, and if you want it, it's all there. But um, just a super fun bike to ride. Yeah, on my brief stint um, on the gravel and then down the four-wheel drive track, it's sort of twist the throttle too much and you're in warp speed, but it sort of it's nicely modulated in that um, off-road mode. Yeah, definitely. Um, but so... Um both uh, Matt and Doug have been riding it for the last half an hour or so, and they both got off going, man, that feels like a dirt bike. Man, it puts you into a, um, a position where you're, you're right over the front and there's no bike left in front of you. It feels small. Mm. Um, and it's right, you, you both hit the nail on the head. There's not a lot of bike in front of you. There's a lot below you with, those, with the fuel tanks, but that keeps that weight low. So when you're going over rough stuff, <clears throat> it's not pitching your, your bite as much. Yeah, well, Doug and I both rode it in the sand on the lakeside, and it was really controllable, I found. Yeah, there's, the front wheel seems super planted on the ground, on the gravel and in the sand. It wasn't too bad for such a big bike. Yeah, I found, this, I found the 890 easier to ride on the sand than Rosie, like in terms of just how planted it was. Rosie's just a little bit flighty and all over the show and revving where this just rolls along like a tank. Explain who Rosie is. Oh, yeah, everyone who knows my bike, that's the little 250 Rally. Um, so, yeah, it's got no power compared to the, uh, the 890 as well. Um, so when I was riding on the gravel, I'd open the throttle and blink, and then I'd be at the next corner. I'd have to button off, get on the brakes, and go around the corner and do it all again. It's um, definitely more power than I think I need on a uh, off-road bike. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of power there, hey. And it's it's not just the amount of power, I think it's just over 100 horsepower, or it is 100 horsepower, but it's the way it... Um, 
the way it spins up. Once it gets beyond about half throttle, mm, yeah. boy, does it real spin quickly. It it's, revs quickly. Yeah, that gate opens up and all the horses jump out sort of thing, I think is how Doug put it. Yeah, yeah All in one go. Um, very controllable in the early revs um, with the off-road mode on. It's yeah. super easy to ride, but as soon as you get above that, that mark, that it, um, it just takes off again. So mm. it, it gives you the power when you want it and it gives you really good control when you need it. Yeah, the ergonomics are really, really good as well. Like we all sort of said we'd roll the handlebars forward a bit, but yeah. other than that, sort of standing, like I thought it had a very short foot peg to seat top ratio. Like it's, it seems really, really sh- short there, but when you actually stand up on it, it actually puts you in a really nice position to get your knees into that soft forward part of the seat and gripping onto the tank really well. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and we're on some big wide open gravel next, so we'll, we'll see how, how that goes. So we've just finished our big ride. Where we go? Everywhere. Around Rotorua and uh, Tarawera and... Doug, um, you're the local. Ooh. Where have we been? So we're sort of tucked around the back of the lakes, which most people know. Um, Rotomar and Rotoehu. Um, popped out at Titeko. And then made our way all the way over to Lake Rufakaidu, um, over some beautiful, straight, flowing gravel roads. Mm. And then we decided to pop in and ride halfway around the lake at Rufakaidu, which is a very small, challenging track. Um, it's bloody good fun, though, isn't it? Varying degrees <laughs> of difficulty with trees and roots, <laughs> roots rocks, mud, puddles. Um, but nothing that you can't ride through on just about any bike. Yeah, well, we had, what, the full sort of range today, didn't we? We had, of course, the 890. Uh, we had your CRF 1000L Africa Twin. Yep. Uh, we had Greg's DL650 V-Strom, and we had the little CRF 250. Um, but uh, what is it? We're really talk- here to talk about the 890, aren't we? So, um, yeah, from the Africa Twin owner, <laughs> the, the one with the most comparable bike, um, thoughts? Um, completely different. So much more anger out of the KTM. It's just aggressive. If you want power and you want to go fast, it'll deliver. Um, It's very fun to ride, but scary at the same time, I think. I wasn't brave enough to take traction control off after watching Ben. You found a good difference between the two different um, ride modes, didn't you? Between road and off road? Yeah, definitely. the road mode is fun to ride in with traction control on because it'll let you just thrash it down the road without it being silly, but you still, man, does it move. Um, but if you put it into the off-road mode, the first 4,000 RPM is so nice to use. It's real manageable. And then after you get past that, you can have as much power as you want. Um, but it makes it easy to manoeuvre slowly. It softens off that first kind of like half throttle, doesn't yes, it? Yes, yeah, it's so gentle. It's, it's like they've halved the power output. And then when you get past that soft part, it's um, all the anger's back. <laughs> so what were you saying? You are saying it before, Ben, around, what, 5,000 RPM it just takes off? Yeah, um, so in uh, road mode, um, which is kind of like your, your full-fat uh, power mode, um, Coming out of corners at like four grand, it, it pulls quite hard. And then at five, it really picks up. Where most uh, most street bikes have got a, a hole in that mid-range where emissions uh, uh, controls are done. This thing just, it just 
five grand, it just picks up its skirts and um, hair frown line just boogies off into the distance. Mm. Um, Doug's is a, we had a bit of a drag race coming out of uh, one junction on the way back. And um, Doug's thousand, the, the KTM, even with the traction light flashing to say it wasn't getting as much grip as it, it could get, mm. we just pulled away. Wow. Yeah, Ben rode round me. <laughs> Not for lack of trying. No, um, you, it just, you definitely were tucked in, we, you we, had the throttle open. Yeah, we, we're at the end of the stop. Was this a gravel road or a sealed road? This is a sealed road. Sealed. Yeah, we, so we you, both had good traction. <laughs> yeah, but mine was saying that Ben was KTM, still having, yeah. Uh, it was obviously getting quite a bit of slip on those uh, Karoos. That they're not the best street tyre. Yeah, you're not a big fan of the Karoo Three, are you? On this no. particular bike, anyway. It's yeah. been sort of the thing that, from listening to you, we've all had the Cardos linked in and mm. sort of been chatting away as we go. And that seems to be your biggest complaint about the 890. Yeah, the tyres. The I'm sure a better rider would find them fine, but I kind of find they slide easily on the gravel. They slide easily on the tar seal when the traction control's not on. And yeah, the, the, the traction control thinks uh, they're slipping quite a bit because you accelerate hard, just even slightly lent over, um, like round, round a big sweeper, uh, accelerate hard in third, fourth or fifth. And you just see that little light flashing on and off as, <laughs> as it's detecting a bit of wheel slip. And I was following Doug and he was going in a straight line accelerating and there was just a telltale black mark coming off his back tire <laughs> all the way down the road. So uh, I think they're quite a soft compound. Yeah, that, that definitely looks a little bit worse for wear compared to when we left this morning, that's for sure. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm not the best one on tyres. <laughs> I, I never get great mileage out of a tyre, but I get fun mileage. You, you have a reputation now, Doug. <laughs> so how, how did you find it, Matt? Uh, like Doug, I found it um, quite an animal. Um, I, was, I only had a short period of time on it, so I have by no means analysed this or anything. No. I rode it a little bit on the gravel, rode it down a four-wheel drive track to the lake. The lake yeah. yeah. Into the sand. Um, into the sand. In the sand, it is phenomenally easy to ride. I was thinking, big bike, sand, I'm going to drop it on its side. And Do you think that's because of all that fuel weight down low so it doesn't feel top-heavy? I think that's part of it, but just the way the bike's set up in general, like we've been talking back and forth all day about how plant, well planted it feels. It doesn't. It feels like the front wheel actually is controlling it, whereas sometimes on our other bikes, particularly my bike with its flighty what spring that is the front suspension, that never quite feels as planted. And that pogo stick. Yeah, the pogo stick on the the whoops around the lake um, definitely showed um, just how out of uh, its depth my suspension is. The KTM suspension, though, holy hell, like that's... That's good gear. Good yeah, gear. that's where your money's going when you buy that bike, so isn't it? That's exactly what Doug said when we were, uh, at one point, he said, that's where the money's gone in this bike, isn't it? Into the suspension. Mm. And he's right, yeah. It's, it's top, top draw stuff. Yeah, oh, honestly, like that, you kind of wish you could just get that off the shelf for your own bike sort of isn't it it's oh, you just, oh yes but if you <laughs> to get that off the shelf for my bike it would cost more than my bike <laughs> yeah it would be, be five six grand or yeah whatever. something yeah. something a bit silly um, but honestly I, I did enjoy it it is quite the animal though um, I I don't want to say I'm scared of it but it's definitely a bike that um, I'm nowhere near a good enough rider to take full advantage of well that's the other thing we said wasn't it that it needs the electronics. If you're going to ride it in a hurry on the road, it, especially with those tyres, 
it needs the electronics because that engine's aggressive and it, mm. it, it stresses the tyres. Yeah. Um, it really wants to just bah, go. Yeah, I can imagine on, say, like the KTM Adventure Rally or whatever, I can see why they supply, like, have the option, oh, would you like to buy a set of tyres, have it ready for the end of the day? Like, for, for the next day. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's, like, yeah, you just chew through them. Um, like, it's a hell of a lot of fun. And on the gravel, I'd sort of, uh, we were in that nice twisty back bit on the back end of Rotomar, and sort of, I've opened the throttle up and I blink, and then, oh, I'm in a corner, all right, I need to get on the brakes and turn in and then do it all over again. Um, it's just, it's very, very fast. It's also very tall. How high is the seat? Did we say it was 880? 880, yeah. Yeah, whereas my bike's similar seat height, but I get on my bike and it just squishes right down and I can get my foot down. Um, on the 890, it's a bit harder. It's a yeah. bit of a reach. <laughs> yeah, the suspension's definitely um, stays up. It doesn't mm. squat when you hop on it. Yeah, it's... It's a nice bike, but it's a lot of bike. Yeah. Uh, one cool thing I did notice as we were going down that track into late Rotomar is the way the, the headlight came on automatically. Sort of it brightened right up every, uh, everything in front of me. I was like, oh, this is quite oh, neat. Oh, yeah. I think it's got auto headlights. So uh, the rest of the time it's got that little halo yes. light. And then when it gets dark, yeah, uh, the, the, the actual light comes on. and Yeah, it kind of threw me because I was like, oh, oh, what's going on? And then... Because um, there isn't a light switch, as far as I can see, actually thinking about it. So it it is just doing it automatically. Yeah, like it's, tech like that is quite nice to have, isn't it? Like you don't mm. have to think about it, and yeah, you got the daytime running light going. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely glad I didn't try and ride it up that track. Yeah, <laughs> I got to ride it up the track and left Ben with the um, Africa Twin, and we've come up with that track a few times, and it's always quite a challenge for me on the Africa Twin. Um, it wasn't easy for me on the KTM, but I, I had more confidence in what I was doing. Smaller, more it, easier to handle. Yeah, it didn't mm. feel so top-heavy having the fuel down low, I guess. Yeah, it um, really is. The bike disappears when you stand up, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, it does. The way the pegs are sort of back a little bit, you stand up and you lean forward, and all you see is a front mudguard. Yeah. Um, which makes it feel like you're on a little bike. <laughs> so how about... Um, Give me two. Everyone's have two things we like about it, and two things we don't like about it. Ooh. Well, for me, yeah, you start us off. Uh, <laughs> one thing I like about it is the power. One thing I don't like about it is the power. <laughs> I think we'd all agree on yeah, that. Um, uh. It's um, it's it's a beast of a motor. Uh, I mean, mm. it, it's not uncontrollable or anything, but it's just it's it's a great motor. But it's also, it can catch you out. Yeah. Um, another thing I really like about it is just that whole chassis suspension package. It, it's light to ride. It feels just like a heavy dirt bike. And um, the other thing I don't like about it, I suppose, would be... I, my license wouldn't last long riding that. It's the kind of engine, it's, mm. you're either slowing down or you're accelerating. Yeah. So you, it, it, it's, it's kind of tempting. It sits on your shoulder. It's like, come on, come on. Come on. <laughs> I thought we were ready to race here. Come it's, on. It's that little devil from The yeah. Simpsons, isn't it, that's sitting on your shoulder. For me, I think the, one of the main things I love about it, other than the power and the suspension, is the ergonomics. It's mm. quite a comfortable bike, whether you're standing or sitting. Um, it is a firm seat, but it's nowhere near as plank-like as my seat. Um, you could chew some good miles out of it. And it was um, the other thing I liked was the windscreen. It 
it's not too low, it's not too it high. Works well, huh? Yeah, for someone my height, I'm what 176 centimeters on a good day, and um, I wasn't getting terrible wind buffeting or anything. It was actually quite nice and cocooned feeling. Um, I wonder if that's partly because of how far forward the screen is compared mm. to you. It's quite, I couldn't touch the screen just putting my hand yeah, out from you've me. You've got little tiny arms. Yeah, there's I that mean, too. All the readers have to think is Matt's like a T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> he's got like, his great big <laughs> long legs and these little tiny arms. That's why he couldn't reach the screen. Um, things I don't like about it, the, it is an intimidating bike in terms of power. Um, particularly if you've just gotten off something with 24 horsepower on a good day. It is intimidating. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely it is, um, yeah. Definitely. You, you need, well, it's the kind of bike for someone who's on their game. It, it's, mm. it's, not, it's not a beginner bike. It's not um, even a semi-beginner bike. Yeah, it's not it's, even the kind of bike you'd have if you're like me and you ride infrequently. Like it's, you'd get on it and it will catch you out. It's, it's a very confident yeah. rider's bike. Yeah, you, as long as you leave the traction aids on, it's it's nice enough to ride. But, but I then. I witnessed Ben riding it with the um, traction aids off, and it intimidated me. It was a handful. I I was a little bit shy to hop on it, and I made sure the um, traction aids were back on before I took off. Um, after witnessing oh. Ben's antics on it, <laughs> when you turn the traction control off. It just lets the engine, gives you full engine. Mm. Whereas, because the tyre is slipping a tiny bit all the time when the, um, when the engine is going, the traction control is always reining the engine in. Mm. So when you've got that turned off, it, it, it's got some go, it's got some boogie. As, as uh, Doug said, it's aggressive. Yeah. It's aggressive power. Yeah. The, the traction aids work really well though. They do. Yeah. Um, it lets you have fun without throwing it in a ditch. Yeah, you can twist the throttle, and the lights come on, but it just keeps riding nicely. Yeah, and if you did throw it in a ditch, the suspension would catch you. Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> oh um, yeah, the the way the weight feels on that front wheel is just really nice. Mm. Um, lots of confidence riding it on the gravel. Yeah, it just felt smooth around corners and grippy. It's an advanced rider's bike. It's a dirt mm. bike rider's bike. Yeah, it's yeah. a dirt bike rider's road bike. Um, that's all there is to it. Yeah, that's that's a good way of putting it. Uh, yeah, so your, your two things you love and whatnot for you, Doug? Um, big smile on my face when accelerating, <laughs> with, with traction aids, of course. Um, still accelerates so quick. Um, I really enjoy how light and playful the steering is. Um, the inputs are so easy versus the Africa Twin. Um, yeah, I sort of feel like I've got off a touring bike and onto a little dirt bike when you hop on it. Um, but too scared to take traction aids off mm. because of the amount of power. Um, okay, you would get used to it though if you owned it, if you, and you would probably grow into it and you'd have still lots of room to grow throughout your riding career. Well, one thing, Doug, you did mention was that um, you like the track, the, the off-road, the, the off-road mode traction control. Talk yeah, about that. Yeah, the off-road traction control was really good. Um, it actually didn't feel like you had traction control on because when you're sort of fanging down the gravel, it was still throwing stones um, comfortably, but it never got out of control. But you were just lots of fun. Mm. Um, yeah, it it's not a, an intrusive traction control. You don't really realize it's reined in the power except you're um you're at the throttle stop and you're still riding down the road instead yeah. of being in the paddock <laughs> i would want to, the other thing i don't like that's, that's a third thing <laughs> is that each time you want to turn the 
ABS off onto off-road mode, you've got to go through the menu, turn that off. And you want to change the traction control, you've got to go through and change that. Yeah. Um, you want the different mode, you've got to change that. I just want, uh, I, it would be nice if you had a button that you could just press and program to put dirt traction control, dirt ABS, dirt um, riding mode. You could just press it and hold it and it would set all of them in one go rather than having to go into the menu to... Yeah, even, even then you've got those quick, what, the quick button, quick menu um, things on that left-hand switch block. It still only does one thing at a time, doesn't it? Yeah, sort of, uh, but maybe um, that once I get the tech stuff through, it might tell me that you can program, because there, there is a program mode, and you may be able to set that for that, so you just go in, select that one, and then it does all of it. Yeah. But I haven't, I haven't found that yet, so possibly there is. I'll come back to you, for, I'll come back mm. to you with that. One thing that I can definitely say is the styling's grown on me since the 790 debuted. Um, it's still very much KTM in all angles, and it looks kind of odd compared to the other bikes that are currently around us, but it's definitely not as ugly as some of the photos, um, particularly you see. It doesn't, yeah, it's not a photograph well bike, is it? It's a bike that you want to sort of, you get on it and you ride. Yeah, it's not offensive in any way. Mm. A um, little bit weird riding with the fuel tanks so low, down sort of below your knees. Um, but I think that helps the, the characteristics of the bike. Yeah, well, I'm just sitting here from my perfect vantage point, and there's the 890, and right in front of it is Ben's R80. <laughs> and it's quite similar in terms of where the weight looks like it is. Mm. Um, how, how would you put that sort of as the owner of said R80 versus the way the KTM holds its weight down low? Oh, the, the KTM is much more effortless. It, it does have what? 30 years of, of technology. Of 30 years of development, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, it's, like I said, it, it, it's just a big dirt bike. Mm. Um, it really does feel like a big, angry dirt bike, whereas the GS feels like a cruisy old classic. Oh, all right, so how much um, how much would that bike set us back, Ben? Do you know what the recommended uh, retail no, is? I don't. I, I think it's 28 or something. Yeah, so that's right in the ballpark of those premium European bikes. You've got... It is a this, premium European bike. Yeah, you've got this, you've got the Tiger 900. Um, well, we're soon to have that Aprilia Tuareg, which will come in price significantly cheaper. Um, but yeah, it's definitely one of those bikes where you get a lot, you pay a lot of money, but you get a lot for your money. Yeah, I'm just quickly looking up the um, price um, while, we're, while we're talking. Um, so this is the 2022, which is different than the 2021 slightly. The 2021 is 26 and a quarter plus on roads. Um, I don't know how much more this is, but I think things have gone up since they were imported, just because of, as with everything, yeah. rising transportation costs. So I think it's, it's somewhere between 26 and 28, but we, we can confirm that later. Right, well, um, yeah, closing statement, if you had, the 20, call it 28 grand, to buy yourself a uh, dirt-focused adventure bike, would the 890 Adventure R be the model that you chose? I think it's the only dirt-specific, um, full-on adventure bike in that category. When you, you've got the Tenere 700, that's a completely different bike. Yeah. Um, Tiger 900, two roadie. It's not the same bike. Yeah. This is a dirt bike rider's adventure bike. The rest are road roadie adventure bikes 
that can do a bit of stuff. This is in the, this is it's in its own league, definitely. Yeah, that's a pretty fair statement. Yep, it's definitely um, yeah, quite the um, quite the wee beast. I'm I'm really a bit lost for words now. I just don't know where where we're going to go with this. Um, I think what are you, what's gonna your go, plan? We're going to open open another beer. Yes, that sounds like a perfect yeah. way to end the day. Definitely another beer time. Alrighty, well, um, yeah, this has been Kiwi Rider Podcast. I've been Matt. I'm still Ben. <laughs> I'm Doug. And we've also got Greg, who's been silently watching us yarn on about a bike that he's not allowed to ride yet. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one.